What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 13 of the Dylan Sawyer Show. Today, I got my good friend, Sirtak, with me. Absolute goat in the wholesale space. Really glad to have him on. And yeah, let's jump right into it. So first, I want to hear about your backstory, where you grew up. I actually didn't know that you grew up in Turkey. Yeah, yeah. So I moved to the United States when I was seven years old. And from there, you know, I had little petty jobs. And then I stumbled across entrepreneurship. Like, it was totally an accident. But grew up in Turkey, it's like... I don't remember much because I was like seven years old. So yeah, it was very, very early on, but I didn't know English when I first came here. That was the major hurdle that I had. So yeah. You still speak Turkish? Yeah, I do. Pretty well. Yeah. I mean, I'm losing my Turkish slowly yeah. because like I'm always speaking English. Yeah. And stuff. That's what I figured. Yeah. It's, it's hard to kind of keep a language going. Like I took Spanish for probably eight, nine years and I do not have any Spanish no, anymore. <laughs> if you're not practicing it, it's like, it, it's hard, man. Yeah, exactly. So where did you move to when you came to the U.S.? Uh, we moved to New York and Staten Island in New York. Mm -hmm. So now that you're in Miami, how do you like it here? And the weather's nice. I have to go back next week. It's like 10 degrees out, so I'm not looking forward to it. That's right. But yeah, I just moved for, for the weather, honestly. Like, yeah. I, I knew the people that were here. Like, I knew there was networking opportunities and stuff like that, but all of that was just a bonus for me. Yeah, 100%. The man. weather, man. If you, if you can't work in the cold, like if you're not a you know winter person, mm -hmm you have to do things that just makes your days more efficient, right? Yeah. Like I would literally, st I've been in business long enough to the point where I can like scope out three years and yeah. see that every time it got cold, my revenue was still dropping. <laughs> and I just like being here and it's warm, like I'm actually making more money, not yeah. because of like the new things I'm learning, because I'm just working more efficiently. It's more comfortable. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And I'm look, even looking back to going back to Savannah. I, I, it's kind of surprising me how cold it is in Savannah compared to here. It's literally seven hour car drive north of here and it's like 30 degrees right now. Here it's like 70, literally perfect weather. That's the biggest thing I've been surprised yeah. about. It's like crazy. Nice even even Orlando is like super cold right now. Yeah. It's like 40, 50 degrees compared That's to like insane. the 70s where yeah. Damn. But they just see like the entire United States is having like a cold drought. Oh, and yeah. it just floor that's like warm out, so. <laughs> yeah. we've had a lot of snow issues and delays and stuff like that like we were uh ha gonna have one of our three pls pick up from a distributor today mm -hmm. and they closed early just because the snow like it's crazy <laughs> like it's affecting business at that point yeah oh my gosh shoveling the warehouse and the trucks come like that's yeah one one time you know like this big trailer just like parked in front of like my car in our driveway oh, and at the warehouse. And I was getting ready to go out to dinner, you know, I stopped at the warehouse real quick. I came outside, the truck is just stuck. Oh, he can't get out. So they had to go and like put the chains on the trucks. That didn't work and then he had to go towed. Yeah, I was there for like three hours just sitting in the car. That's miserable. But it, it's, it's those small problems you get when you're in, you're in yeah. the, see, I enjoy you fine. But <laughs> I don't know yeah. many people who don't enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, so, Let's talk about the warehouse for a second. Do you currently have a warehouse or you work them all with prep centers? Um, so it's a funny story because like I have a warehouse, yep. but the way my business works is like I have a prep center. Yep. So, um, you know, I had the opportunity to either employ my brother or create a prep center, mm -hmm. give that company to him and have him just prep for other people as well. Yep. The first idea was, you know, we're like, he saves money on taxes, he gets right off, so he makes more money. Yep. And then the second idea was like, all right, so if you get enough, customers my prep will be free and i'll just pay rent right 
So now it's like, it's just doing so well that it's like, he's profitable, he's making money, my prep is free and we're covering rent. So that's, that's why my margin system. Yeah, that's, that's why my margin is like so much better. Yeah, and that's a game changer with wholesale too, because it's hard to compete if you're paying a dollar a unit on small I, ASP stuff. Yeah, but it makes it makes hard giving advice, like especially yeah. when when I'm coaching and stuff like that. So when people are like, "Oh, should I get a prep in the beginning?" I'm like, "You can, but you got to look to sell different stuff. Like, you yeah, can't be selling ten dollar products. Exactly. Know? A lot of people be like, "Hey, remote, get a prep center." I'm like, "In the beginning, you're paying what dollar fifty for a sticker because it's low volume." And it's selling a ten dollar product, you're not making any money. Yeah, it's, you have to be very careful with the type of advice you're giving. Yeah, a hundred percent, man. And we had a warehouse for a while too, and we were focused on yeah. like all twenty dollar and under stuff, just because yeah. it was pretty easy to find like good margin stuff and profit. Yeah. Exactly. When you're doing it yourself, it's like what seventy percent of the prep fee. Yeah, I mean it's so or even less than that probably. Yeah, less probably. Yeah. yeah, I mean if you have to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I know some people who prep for like ten cents on average, like fifteen cents. And yeah, like crazy, crazy. Well, that was like the quick stuff. You flip it over, <laughs> the got the machine, and you're fine. It's it. That's the that's the goals right there. But honestly, I don't see myself getting back into a warehouse. Like, I would like to maybe have it set up like kind of how you do with a, a team doing it all for me. I'm living remotely. Like, it just makes a lot more sense that way than being in the warehouse every single day. Because you might think that like, okay, I can outsource all these positions and stuff. But if you still have to go to the warehouse and you still have to like look over your employees and stuff, takes up so much time i mean that's why i said like my situation yeah my situation was so unique is that yeah i can trust my brother mm -hmm. wholeheartedly i haven't been to the warehouse in three months right i can trust my brother he cares about his business more than i care about it to be honest like he's there every single day i don't have to push him so i got lucky that i have my brother to depend on mm -hmm. that does all of the you know the physical parts of the business yeah and you know he prefers some of the people in the Amazon community's products too. Mm -hmm. As soon as I introduce them to him, I don't hear from it again. And I, I'll see them like in Miami, like walking around, I'm like, oh, how are your products? He's like, no problem. Absolutely zero problems. Wow. And he has never sold on Amazon. Damn. He has never sold on impressive. Amazon. That's yeah. impressive to be able to run a center yeah. without actually doing the business beforehand. Yeah, because he's like, hey, sign up to 2D Workflow. <laughs> yeah. Upload your shipment. I'll just take care of the rest, right? He does the receiving. <laughs> he does everything. He's like, I'll, t I'll just take care of the rest. And he does that. Yeah. Which works. So, yeah. So that's why um, I, I like to be like very careful before I give any type of advice because I know my situation is unique. Yeah. But I also tell a lot of people, I'm like, this business is very labor intensive. Yeah. And... If you want to go with a prep center first, uh, it's a little different online arbitrage. I mean, it's a lot of high margin products. And also the biggest thing with online arbitrage that's different than wholesale with prep centers is the tax. Sales tax is like, yeah, gains out in there. Cause I could be buying something for 20 bucks. I'm gonna be paying $1.50 in tax in Georgia. I could ship that to Delaware, pay a dollar, $1.50. And I don't have to touch the product. I'm not putting up money for supplies. Yeah. I don't have to deal with it. It makes so much more sense to just tell people, go straight to a prep center right away with OA. But wholesale, it's definitely a little bit different. And the, mar the margins are less. So, yeah. you know, the thing we stress on with the wholesale community is if you're going to go prep center first, it sounds good. You don't have to get a warehouse. You know, you don't have to touch a product. It sounds yeah. good. But you have to spend a lot more time into sourcing and finding good distributors and good brands, mm -hmm. right? Like anyone can find, you know, Crest and Dove and Colgate, like at a profitable price, but not at prep center profitability. That's, That's an entirely different that story. one thing that we realized when we went to ASD. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, this works, plus prep free? Oh no, it's making yes, it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prices are stable. Like yeah. if, you, if you get like, you know, four packs of Colgate and you're making like four bucks on it, it might drop down to the point where you're making like $2, mm -hmm. right? 
if you're not paying prep fees, that's amazing. Yeah. But if you are paying prep fees now, four pack, let's say you're paying like the market minimums at like 60 cents a unit plus 15 cents on additional units, you're paying like close to a dollar, 15 cents. Yeah. Now you just don't have, don't have any profits. Exactly. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like it cuts the margin from like 15% to like five. And yeah. It's like, okay, not worth it. The good thing is they're super stable, right? Yeah. From, you know, if, if it sells at $20, the lowest it'll probably go down to like, it's like 18, mm-hmm. right? It'll stay stable. It'll stay profitable, but just not at the prefeed profitability. Yeah. So that's, that's the only thing about that. Like anyone can find profitable products in those categories. But if you go to those niche categories and you actually have to pitch the brands, you actually have to give some value. That's where it gets difficult because you can't just not know what you're talking about. If you're a brand new seller, like you have to sit down and educate yourself on the market mm-hmm. and what you can give to the brands or the distributors. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. So you go mainly brand direct now, I'm guessing? I'm trying to. I'm yeah. trying to go less with distributors because of mm-hmm. what's going on on Amazon. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to have any trouble with, you know, invoicing, stuff like that. So we're very, very selective with the distributors that we're working for with. But we are on the back end just going really, really heavy and just trying to build uh, brand direct accounts. Yeah. So, and I don't mean just exclusives. I mean, just authorized sellers on yeah. the brand, right? It's so it's important being an authorized seller nowadays with like some of these distributors we bought from, huge distributors will get an auth complaint and they want the supplier supplier invoice. And I'm like, that really burns the yeah. relationship right there if you're asking for their supplier invoice. Like, unless you're in like a legal situation or something like that, like they're not going to want to give up their supplier. Well, they won't. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just like uh, know why I thought to give their source. One seller who got a section three on his like dial soap or something like that. And he was able to get his supplier's invoice, but he had to sign like NDA, non compete, yeah. all that stuff. And it yeah. probably really hurt their reputation like with him. No, he got lucky because, yeah. Honestly, if I was in the supplier's position, I will never give up my supply. Exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's just, it's like business etiquette. It's not stuff that you ask for. It's not, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things that people miss. They're like, why don't you, why don't you just give it to me? Mm-hmm. It's like, why don't you just give me your loops? You know, like, <laughs> like leads and stuff. <laughs> like, dude, cause I found it, you know, like, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to give it to you. There's some stuff you just don't ask for. Yeah. And that's one of them. Definitely. That's like, a good point. What's your, what's your storefront name? I'm like, I'm going to leave it. I'm like, <laughs> like, you can probably find it, but like, why are you even asking about these things? Right. Yeah. Like you're not, you're just not supposed to. It's not the way you do business. Yeah. But, you know, going going back to the brand directing, like on the back end, we're doing a lot where we're, you know, trying to nurture these relationships, trying to see where the gaps are. And most importantly, we're approaching brands that we have some type of connection with. So, you know, this is the thing I started to teach a lot as well, because, you know, people think that, you know, you have to go out and compete with every single Amazon seller. But when you take yourself into example, there's a lot, a lot of things about you that's very, very unique. So now you're not really competing with everyone. You're just competing with just a subset of people. And I'll give you an example. We had a kid in our group, right? We have like over like 200 members. Mm-hmm. We had a kid in our group, you know, he joined diligent with his work. He's putting in the hours, he's sourcing, he's doing this. But the problem is he just didn't speak English properly. So, you know, he will call these distributors, he will call these brands and they'll hear the accent. They're like, one, they will think he's a virtual assistant. Two, he sounds like, I don't, he just doesn't sound proper on the phone. He just yeah. couldn't get it across, right? But he knows his stuff. Yeah. So, you know, he hopped on, you know, we, we, did, we did a one-on-one call because I just, like, when you're doing everything that we teach you and it's not working, like, there's something else in there, right? Yeah. So we'll either jump on a call with you. Uh, we'll go through the emails, like, see what you're responding back to see if it's proper or not. But with his situation, everything was perfect. Mm-hmm. 
But then we came down to a conclusion. We're like, you know, his name is, um, well, I don't want to say his name, but he's Spanish, right? Yeah. Hispanic. Sorry. He's Hispanic. I, I got, you know, social media tagged <laughs> for that one. He's not from Spain. He's Hispanic, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get canceled here. <laughs> but the smallest thing. Yeah. yeah there's, there's worse things out there that I can get canceled for. Way worse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so his, he's Hispanic. And I told him, I was like, hey, bro, like, why don't you just call all of these Hispanic distributors, these Hispanic brands that sell on Amazon? Because you have an advantage that I don't have. Yeah. You can pick up the phone and talk to them in Spanish. I can never do that. To them, I'm just another gringo. Yeah. Like, I can never do that, yeah. right? So he started doing that. Now he's doing like 50 plus in revenue every single month on that's stuff right. that's really profitable. He's putting yeah. together his own bundle listings, reselling yeah. brands. Like, he's profitable now. That's awesome. Because man. of that one little advice. Yeah, that's something and I never thought of, but that's like yeah. a perfect route for him to yeah. take. And now we started teaching, you know, wholesale in an entirely different way. We're like, look, instead of trying to sell Colgate like everyone else, why don't we find something that's unique to everyone mm. and, you know, just tackle those brands that fit your lifestyle? So one of the guys that we're also talking to, he has a skincare company, right? They do like facials for girls and stuff like that. Yeah. Very big um, store and, and somewhere in California. Mm -hmm. And instead of us like trying to contact like anything, yeah. we're like, let's niche down. Let's find these small brands, you know, those, these beauty brands and stuff like that. We'll use your storefront plus your experience as an Amazon seller to fill in the gap of whatever that brand is missing on Amazon. Mm -hmm. We'll be like, you know, we'll put your products on the shelf and we'll fix your listings on Amazon at no cost to you. So now we're finding like holes in between where we're like, hey, look, instead of you competing with every single Amazon seller, we'll find out what you're good at. Use that to your advantage. So now you're just competing with just very, very few people. Yeah. Because how many people is Hispanic and they're calling, you know, Hispanic distributors and they're like, hey, let me buy your products in bulk and using these Amazon tactics. Yeah. Not a lot, a lot. I mean, there's, yeah. um, there's money. I would say, um, you know, Miami has a lot of yeah. Hispanic sellers and they probably use this trick, but nowhere across else. Across the country, no, no. Yeah, nowhere else. So yeah. it's, it's those little things. And you can take that example across many, many other things, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're, if you're a mom that just have like, has like three kids and you're on the phone with a sales rep that's going through the same situation, you have stuff that you can relate to, use to your advantage. Yeah. Because people do business with people they like. That's just the reality of things. That's fact. Call it nepotism. You can call it whatever, but this is reality, right? It's business. Yes. It's just, that's just the way it goes. So, um, yeah, we're using these strategies to kind of get ahead of these larger sellers on Amazon. Mm -hmm. So we're using likeness instead of like, hey, we have a million dollars to throw at it. Let me hold it eight months worth of stock. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's hard to compete when you're going against dogs like that. And I wanted to ask you some more about your operations. So I know you mentioned your brother runs the prep center. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other like employees, virtual assistants? No, no, no. So, I think operation. so me, this is another thing about like Amazon people. They just think they need virtual assistants and they need a big operation and they need these things. Um, I am not good at managing people. Yeah. I suck at managing people because I, I can't do little tasks. I have to do like the giant things. Right. And everything that's little, just, I just can't get Yeah. like, I probably have 10 missed messages from my accountant asking for like statements. I just can't get it done. Yeah. So when it comes to virtual assistants, you know, we would hire them. I would give them work 
and I would just forget about them. Dude, I did the same thing. And then, so like, long. and then, like, every single month, the paycheck is like coming out of my account. I'm like, why am I paying this guy? Yeah. And I message him, and he barely even remembers me. And I'm like, damn, what is going on, right? He's probably so, working four jobs at that point. Yeah, yeah. So, so the stuff that took a lot of my time, like I would say, like when we're working with these really big distributors, the restocking stuff like that. Believe it or not, if you're good at Excel, then you can put these formulas in place and properly work Excel. Yeah. You don't need a, you don't need a, um, a virtual assistant. In fact, you don't even have to run a catalog through like these wholesale scanners. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the last time we used a wholesale scanner. Wow. And we run catalogs with like 60,000 products on it. Really? Wait, so how is it done? Just formulas. And every single time you order, your job just gets easier and easier and easier because you just have your own data. Interesting. That's a really yeah. good approach. Yeah. So I'm not experienced with Excel at all. I, it's kind of funny. Oh I literally, I, I had my virtual assistant do the count, literally yeah. just like adding one column to another column and having it like equal. And oh, yeah. Like, I, trust, me, trust me, I'm not either. Shout out to, um, shout out to Willis. He's like my right hand man. Yeah. He's a beast when it comes to Excel. Like his formulas are like this long. Like it's, yeah. it's huge. It's like two line items. Yeah. It's huge. Wow. He puts it in. He has like six sheets. He enters one thing in w one place. It generates an entire peel on another sheet. Like it is. Whoa, crazy. I gotta, I gotta see something yeah. like a test template or whatever once. You, you, got, you gotta get Willis on, on one and just talk yeah. about Excels and automating. Dude, yeah. definitely be down. He's a really, really, really not, not even a big seller. Wow. Not even a big seller. I think he's doing like close to 100K a month. Wow. But operation is seamless. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple other people I know like that. Like Corey's a good example of someone who has virtual assistants literally handling like everything in the demand. They're putting in small POs, like without even asking him first. Like oh, that is completely true. self. I wish. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. I wish. I, I wish. I that struggle to get yeah. my virtual assistants to do that. Uh, one of the main things we're trying to focus on now is like reconsolation and submitting invoices to Amazon. Is that something you deal with a lot? Dude, by the time I get to these shipment problems, it's already past the 30 days. I'm yeah, like, <laughs> yeah I, I just, I just, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I might need like, not a virtual system, but more like a secretary yeah. that deals with like these little things, right? Yeah. Because besides for that, yeah, yeah. I, I can't manage employees. So. But it did take me a long time to realize what I was good at and what I was mm -hmm. really bad at. So managing is something I'm really bad at. Organization is something I'm really bad at, but I could put systems in place where I can get organized. Yeah. But managing is just, Maybe I can hire a manager that manages VAs, but I don't know. That'll, that's like a lot yeah. of stats. Yeah, that's a lot of, yeah, I don't know. It's easy to run a solo operation. Like I've been pretty much solely for about. three years yeah. and you've been on Amazon for how long? Six years, seven years now? Six, six. Score all six. Wow. Yeah, and you've done pretty much wholesale from the start, right? Yeah. So funny story is we used to have kiosks inside of shopping malls. So a lot of people, you know, this was like the, <laughs> this was like the easiest store you can open before there was like the online businesses, right? Like yeah. before it was a big thing. Um, so I used to work for someone because I couldn't get a job, you know, something happened or, you know, I had a job at a restaurant a week later, I chopped my thumb off. Damn. I showed you a picture of it. Sorry, I chopped the thumb off. And then they fired me, right? And then someone else called me. They're like, hey, we need someone to work at a kiosk, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, oh, all right. He's like, yeah, you just sit there 11 hours a day, just sell like little dog puppies that bark all day. I'm, I'm sure you've been to the mall. Yeah. Like, chirping dogs, right? <laughs> so I was there. I was like, oh, this is nice. The most money I'm ever making, probably like $10 an hour, right? Like the most money I've ever made. I was like yeah. 18, 19 years old, 18 years old. And then three months later, she shuts down. And I'm like, dude, I just started from, like, come on. Like, well, why are you doing this, right? So now I'm like, all right, so I don't have a job. Mm -hmm. I can't get a job. Like I just could not get it. Like 
I applied Taco Bell, McDonald's, like all these places. I just couldn't get a job. Maybe the job market was just like at an all-time high or something, right? Low, high, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll just open it up myself, put a few more toys up there, and it'll just sell. And I asked them, they're like, what do you do? And I was like, he gave me his source. I found the supplier. Then I found more suppliers in Brooklyn. If you guys are from Brooklyn, you can go to like Flushing Avenue and North, North End, I think bunch of distributors i mean not this we were one in flushing really <laughs> like yeah, one yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those roads yeah bunch of like small distributors that sell like anything from toys to generic products things like that like some nice stuff to like bundle your products with like they have a lot of bills right so i found that area and i'm like oh i could just find toys and just put it on the stand so one thing left led to another and i would say a year in, you know i kept hearing about like why would we buy these products from you if we could just get it on Amazon? Like, this is garbage. Amazon has better. I don't want to carry this. I could just order online. It just comes to my front door. Like, I don't want to deal with this. They'll try to negotiate with me. And they're like, you know what? We just saw it's cheaper on Amazon, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And after hearing that, right? I was like, let me see. Let me see what's Amazon. Yeah. Because I was like, right, yeah. Years ago. Amazon was like nowhere near. It was like seven years ago. Yeah, yeah. So not a lot of people were shopping on Amazon. And relatively so, like, I didn't really grow up in money. Yeah. So we weren't buying stuff on Amazon. Like, if you bought stuff on Amazon, we're like, whoa, you got money, right? We're like, whoa. So, uh, yeah, so I went on Am I went on YouTube. I was like, what is Amazon? And came across as, like, videos, like, selling on Amazon. Was it Reezy Resells? Reezy was most of them. Yeah. There was these I talked with Corey and Miles. Both, both of their first videos were Reezy videos. Yeah. My first video was there a Reezy video. Like, he was in it early. There, there was... These two guys, I don't even know if they're like on the scene still. It was like Dan and someone from like the middle of nowhere and they did wholesale. Those were the only guys making wholesale content, but they weren't really saying anything. It was just like fluff, right? So yeah. you had to just figure everything out on your own. Mm -hmm. Now, this was before I think Watch Me Amazon was making content. Amazon lit came on the scene. So information was very, very scarce, but you know, I was like, I'll just watch every single video and just piece it together. Right? <laughs> like, what yeah. else am I gonna do? <laughs> Sit at the, like, I'm at the stand for 11 hours a day. Yeah. I always say, I wish I can find my YouTube history back then because people don't believe me. Like I've probably watched over two, 300 videos. Wow. Like nonstop 2X speech is going after and that. Damn, I don't even think I've watched that video. Yeah, it's just, not even close to that. I wasn't going through Amazon University. Yeah. And like that's brutal. Like yeah. it's like, too bad now. All these way oh more. my God. <laughs> Dude, we used to call Amazon support, be on hold for like two hours. Wow. I don't think they had um, domestic call center back then. Mm. So everything was just overseas. So we used to just like sit on Quick now. Like they'll, you yeah. can have them call you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instantly. People that complain, I'm like, very specific issues you have to wait. And like, you know. CSF brand reviews is one that they're still yeah, 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 like, yeah. lacking on where, it, honestly, they've improved on it in the past year or so. Because I got it like two and a half years ago and they took like, 20 days to respond and now they like last time i got a brand review they responded in like 24 hours and i was approved they're getting better yeah yeah they're improving in yeah. most ways i will you will never hear me complain about amazon yeah the shit i went through six years ago like yeah. like i will never <laughs> complain about amazon right yeah like sometimes they're unfair but there's so much more advantage than like the disadvantages on amazon that so yeah after watching all these videos and every single thing like literally every video on amazon 
I mean, every video on YouTube about Amazon, every single Weezy video that he had on, at the time, and it's not even close to what he has now, right? Yeah. Like, he had a very, and he was doing retail arbitrage. Yeah, so, like Nike out. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, back. trying to do wholesale and piecing it together. Mm -hmm. I don't even know, like, how I came across the wholesale model, to be honest. Wow. But I just know I heard about it, and, like, this made sense. Yeah. And it, it makes a lot of sense that you came from the background of having the kiosk in the mall. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah, order yeah. from a supplier, you get it in. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Like, it makes a lot more sense that you go navigate towards whole of arbitrage and that. But from someone like me with flipping shoes and stuff, like I'm just going to keep looking for shoe flips instead of jumping straight into wholesale. I but, think that, that was so cool back then. I used to see people like with all these sneakers and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh man, like that is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, Danny's got some good pics on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I'm up for that. I'm like, before I met Danny, like I used, I saw his pictures on Instagram. I was like, fuck, that looks so cool. Like I wish I was in a jet with all these Yeezys and stuff. <laughs> and he told me behind the scenes and what goes on. I'm like, watch out to ruin it for me. Like, like, come on. It's not as fun as it looks. Yeah, I was like, I was like, let, let me live in my fantasy. You know, look cool to me. So yeah. One thing I like to ask uh, the wholesale guys I have on the podcast is what percentage of your suppliers or brands you work with know that you sell on Amazon? Right now, all of them. Good. Yeah, we, them right we've had some people I've talked to where it's like 20%, some on yeah, like, so that's good at, that they are I, transparent, you know. Everything. Yeah, no, I, I would say, look, I get it. We lied a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. like I've lied to the point to these brands where like we opened up accounts we almost got sued for. They were only like for doctor's offices. I got my friend's doctor's license and, and we were like, hey, you know, we're, you know, this is where you're going to sell out of this clinic. And then like his license almost got revoked because we were like lying to this brand. <laughs> yeah. They were like, we're going to file a report with whatever the director yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's yeah. And, 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 you know, we went like we went far. Like I understand yeah. what you have to do what you have to do to get your feet off the ground, you know, to make some money. Mm -hmm. And I understand. But your goal should be once your feet is off the ground is to educate yourself enough so when you go to the brands, they can't ignore you. Yeah. Right? Because you're telling them stuff that will really, really help them. You're not just bullshitting them and milking them for money because they, they know. They know when you're milking them for money. Yeah. But when you go in there with like genuine advice and like, hey, you can do this. Hey, even if you don't want to sell on Amazon, this is what we see that's wrong with it. Mm -hmm. Then you can definitely land those accounts. And an authorized account is your first step to get an exclusive account. That's what a lot of people miss because yeah. no one is just going to give it you their brand on the first mail, like that's call and like, oh, I'm gonna close this hundred thousand dollar a month brand. People go into wholesale with expectations way too high about that. Like just because you did a couple hundred K a month doing arbitrage, like these wholesale companies are not gonna be looking at you like you're an expert in this field. You need to be approaching brands that are doing like 20, 30 K a month revenue. Start very, very low and build them up on the ground. Exactly. And then sometimes like these these brands will have like two, three products. Yeah. Create a bundle listing for them, you know, create something, some variety listings, mm -hmm. put something together and, and then take it to them and be like, hey, look what we did for you. Yeah. Right. It's almost like, um, like those video editors that's like in your Twitter DMs. Yeah. Right. Like if you just message me, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm a video editor, right? I, I want a job. Like blog, no, yeah, yeah, immediately. But, but but there's this one kid on Twitter. I'll, I'll give him a shout out. I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but he edits my videos and he tagged me. Like I had an interview with Miles, and you know he edited the video, looked amazing, and he tagged me. If I didn't have video editor, I don't know if he's like actually looking for a job or whatever, but I would have hired him. Yeah, because you're showing me what you can do, mm -hmm. and then you're doing it, and then you're showing it to me, and you're publicly posting, it, and you're like, hey, look. This is amazing. And the post got good engagement. Yeah. So imagine doing that, but to a brand. Put together some PDF files, you know, go on Canva, 
circle their keywords, what's missing, what's not, what you can do, something that you did for other brands. Unauthorized, unauthorized sellers, stuff exactly. like that. Yeah. One of the best approaches we took at um, Expo East is I was with Nick Spizak, shout out to you. Um, we were walking around talking to brands and the first day I was just there with my dad. Like I didn't really have like much data to show them. Like I was just going talking to him. Second day, Nick was there. He brought an iPad and he pulled up smart scout so you could see like the, the revenue monthly. And then like we would look at the listings and he pulled up on seller app where it shows like 20 FBA, 16 FBN. And they're like, oh, you're in the back end of Amazon. Like they just think it's so much more complicated than what it really is. If you can break it down for them easily, then they'll love to work with you. That's all it's about. Yeah. Because people don't understand Amazon. Like brands don't understand Amazon. They just think 100 people are in my inbox asking me to sell on Amazon. That's all they know. <laughs> That's bad. And the ones that know Amazon, they don't really know it. Mm -hmm. Like they don't know what they're missing. So if you can find those gaps and fill it in for them. And I, I would say what you really know, it's not about like what you can explain, but what you can explain simply. Yeah. Like if you can break it down to them, like a third grader will understand, there's no reason why they wouldn't want to work with you. Mm -hmm. At least keep you in mind for like future work or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that's that's why I tell a lot of people. It's just, it's just people look at wholesale five years ago, the same way they look at retail arbitrage five years ago. Like five years ago, you could have probably walked into a Nike outlet and made insane amount of money. Not that, even three years ago, I was exactly, exactly that was the majority of my business in like 2021. And even like early 2022, we we're just running up the outlet. It's like this free money, pretty much. You could tax exempt plus like 10, 15% off. Like everything you're buying. Friends. Yeah. Like yeah, everything yeah. you're buying is 40 ROI. And like it was free money back then. Now you go and it's like, whoa, this is not what it used to be. Yeah. Now, but like it did it, did it get harder or did the game just change more? I think the game changed and there's just a lot more people doing it. Okay. Like, there's a lot more people doing it, but what if someone that just started today and they don't know about the Nike outlets all that time ago? Are you going to say like, are they going to say it's harder? Because they're finding leads that's like insane that they would have never found back then. Yeah, right. Like, true. like what was um, Steven? A million dollars like in his first year of yeah. selling? But if you told him the same thing maybe three years ago, maybe he would be like, it's getting hard. Exactly. This is because he saw that. And I, like, I don't know. I don't know it's, if it's, it's just scary, it's I just, scary yeah. mindset. Like you yeah, can't go into yeah. it thinking, oh, the competition's going up, so I can't do it. Like yeah, you could still loop that in. Like a lot of people do sell now, but yeah. like, are they good? Mm -hmm. Not really. Like, are they really good at selling? Not really. Yeah. No. So I, I always say, you know, maybe the bottom 99% is bad, but at the top 1%, like people are just killing it. Yeah. You just have to get through that level of like knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. So. It's like an airplane going through the turbulence. Like once they pass that ozone layer or whatever yeah. you want to call it, it's just smooth sailing. Yeah. Like they always say, you know, it's, there's only competition in the bottom. Everyone at the top is just networking and talking to each other, sharing suppliers. And yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Everyone's just Get helping each other up. Get richer up top. Yeah. yeah that's, that, that's what it's about. So that, that's, a, that's something I always struggled with. I'm like, it's an idea. I'm like, is it getting harder or is, just, is the game just changing? It is a lot more collabs now as it was back then. Yeah. I mean, one thing is that's a proven fact is that the Amazon volume, like just their revenue year over year is growing every year. So that definitely does a lot of counteracting to the amount of sellers that are also coming on there just because oh, yeah. it's just becoming a better and better marketplace, more listings, there's stuff selling quicker. It's just getting better every single year. So it makes sense that there's yeah. more sellers coming. Fallman packs going out of business makes space for like a thousand small sellers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are we talking about? Really? Yeah. But 
Dude, yeah. So I, I just think people like to complain. I think there's hardships in every single business model. You know, dropshipping yeah. is absolutely dead, but I know people are making insane amount of money. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I've actually seen kind of like a resurgence of people like yeah, rushing yeah. and drop shipping. I think there's a couple of people out here because they just found different ways to tackle the problem. Same thing at wholesale. Back then I could cold call maybe a hundred brands and land like 20 of them. Wow. Now I have to give them one. Yeah. Now I have to give them advice. Yeah. Like before they were like, oh, you could take this problem off our hands. Like, thank yeah. you so much. Right. Like now it's like, what can you do for me for yeah. free? I've already got 50 people calling yeah. today saying the very so, similar thing. So yeah, you have to be a little different, you know, maybe build your personal brand, maybe, yeah. you know, market their products outside of the platform. Yeah. You know, maybe have a list of TikTok influencers that can take their brand, make it go viral on on TikTok. And in return, they just let you sell their products on Amazon. Yeah. Like there's a lot of different ways to go about it. You just have to be not lazy and be a little creative. At the end of the day, you're a business owner. You're not some person just selling a few things like, you're generating real numbers. Yeah. In the eyes of the IRS, like you are a real functioning business. Mm -hmm. Because the average brick and mortar store, what do they make? Twenty thousand dollars in revenue every single month? Nothing. Yeah. Amazon sellers, your first year in business, you're doing a million dollars. Like you know how crazy and absurd now is there's like no other businesses like, like that. Prior to the dot com bubble and everything. Mm -hmm. Making a million dollars in in a year, you have to open up like a huge supermarket. Like you have, yeah. you have to have an actual functioning businesses. Now it's just some guy in his fucking garage selling Nike station <laughs> because he found a special discount code that no one else has access in. I'm like, dude. And the IRS is like, what is going on? I mean, we'll take your money, but what is going on? Right? So, so that's why I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. It's 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 an idea I've I've, I've struggled. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's like getting harder or if it's people just complaining. Yeah. There's a lot more opportunities. You just got to stop being lazy. For sure. So, yeah. To kind of come to an end here, I have five questions that I end off on. Yeah. So, well, what well, well, thing I want to say is, like, yeah. bro, we used to fight wars. <laughs> now we just click buttons on, <laughs> on, on a laptop. Stop complaining. Get to work. It's not that hard. <laughs> Maybe if you want to scale, it gets hard. But like, it's not hard to make a living off this shit. Yeah, just buttons. You know, uh, just sitting from home. Like, I guess in Belfast, like the coffee shop's closing early today. Fuck, what a struggle, oh, man. <laughs> like, what a tough life. Bro. Get over it. Come on. Put your head down, work. Like, yeah. Go ahead. So, first is, what's your favorite movie? Ah, uh, damn, that came out of nowhere. Oh, these are these are gonna stump you. I couple of nothing. I was like thinking about Amazon the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I would. I would say Godfather. Godfather. Yeah. yeah. Hey, good pick. All right. Two. Uh, did you play any sports as a kid? And if so, do you play any now? Uh soccer. So I'm now I box. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, do you think that work ethic transferred into Amazon and like kind of helped you out with that? Like being able to like have the consistent schedule, practice, the discipline of working out and all of that. I feel like that's like a common theme with a lot of successful sellers. A lot of them played sports in like high school. I'm um, subconsciously, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because you don't just whine about the little things. Like, you know, we used to, we used to wake up for practice at like 6 a.m. You just wake up and go. Yeah. So even now, like you have work to so you just open up your laptop and do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not you're not accustomed to complaining about little things so i guess subconsciously like those things do help you out so yeah and so you've been boxing recently i've been boxing well i boxed consistently for like an entire year before covid mm -hmm. now i just do it every weekend okay. so i lift during the week and then weekends i box yeah that's yeah. cool so the next question is what's something on your bucket list oh man probably uh the personal brand what do you you mean bucket list? Like no, just something, yeah, anything. Oh, it could yeah. be somewhere that you want to travel or yeah. personal brands. That's a good one. 
I'm not a big travel guy. I'm not a big materialistic guy. Um, I don't have like goals of like getting stuff, but my bucket list will, in terms of doing stuff is to go back to Turkey and um, do a lot of charity work, like back in the town that I was in, I stuff like that. But in terms of like myself, uh, probably just getting my personal brand up to a level where it's like not cringy. <laughs> and, you know, like none to be, yeah, you know, like, like, like a respectable personal brand. So I can see other for all the things as well. Yeah. Next is if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Here. Yeah. United States. Oh yeah. Greatest country in the world. Like, yeah. yeah, of course. Amazing. Yeah. Zero complaints about the United States. Agreed. And in Miami specifically, probably it's just because though not yeah, traveling in the United States, going back and forth in New York, Miami, Austin, best both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Travel, sure, I'll travel to places but live. You know. Ah, uh, yeah. Let me see what this last question is. Alright, you were good. Ask about my favorite show, man. I, I had, I had the. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, oh, I had the Mad Men. If you guys ever heard about Mad Men? Mad Men? I haven't even heard of that. Uh, what on? I don't know. Okay. But I'll figure it out. Oh, that ever came out. Wait, when did it come out? Been a while. Okay, like years already. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know. You asking me questions, I don't have to answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about advertising based in the 50s or 70s, and the whole scene is amazing. Interesting. Yeah, character development, ah, yeah, crazy movie. I'll definitely give that a watch. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for coming on, bro. We spent some game on here. This is a fire bomb. Yeah, I like this. I like this. This is yeah. fun. This is probably the funnest one I've had. Yeah. My list tickles. No, yeah, this is fun. Shout out to Miles. All right. Thank yeah. you, guys. How's it going? Bye.